Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, all ships at sea. This is your brother, Mr. Political, broadcasting from in, floor, in front of the Florida Historical Society as those in the Photography Club of Melbourne are going out and seeing our great city. We'd like to take the opportunity on April Fool's Day to say hello to America and say to America that an AP report came across that the largest trafficker of fentanyl within the continental United States is the law fraternity of law enforcement. It is sad. Out of San Jose, California, the union rep, the chief union rep for the law fraternity of law enforcement was arrested Friday afternoon for trafficking over 10,000 vials of fentanyl. This is ironic that a, a union rep would be trafficking drugs. But this is the nature of the beast of a declining society in America. This is the nature of the beast when there is no accountability for those who enforce the law. But that is not the topic of the day. This will be aired hopefully on Sunday as sunrise comes. Each Sunday, we will try to make sense of which direction our nation is going. Our nation is in trouble. Our nation is not acknowledging its shortfall. But like most declining nations, they will never acknowledge their shortfall. So we talk about the NAACP and its inability to provide for those who are not their skin color. Yes, that's what I said. When the NAACP was established, all major members were all white. All major members were all Jewish. Over the decades, the black race had been persuaded to believe that these individuals were allies. These individuals were allies because of labor, because of economics, not because of humanity's touch of one's color and sharing of one's nature, nation, but for the almighty dollar. The NAACP on the West Coast, go figure, had started the conversation about reparations which was most apparent to come in the near future. But the dialogue started on the West Coast. $5 million to those who have been slighted during the slave trade, during Jim Crow and other racial issues that has divided our country today and had been put aside in previous years. But the NAACP, went before the commission and requested that no reparation be given. And if reparations be given, that they receive the $5 million because those who have been slighted do not know how to handle their financial affairs. This is not true. Over the years in America, we have learned how to handle our money. But unfortunately, those who take the mantle 
of our oppressors. Even the NAACP is an oppressor. Even the NAACP in its moves in the last 30 days have shown that they're not working on behalf of black America, that they would like to be the caretaker of our future, but do not want to be held responsible for their action. In my small bastion in America, within the city of Coco, one of the most heinous leaders of the NAACP, Mr. Clarence Whipple, former city councilman for the city of Coco, have done just the same thing, have robbed from his people, have turned their government into a shab travesty, and would use their color as justification for existence. This individual, <clears throat> excuse me, a member of the NAACP, like most NAACP members, will never realize, will not realize that they have done an injustice to Black America, that they have created a level of separatism, separatism based upon economic and education and petitioned themselves from their brethren. They have petitioned themselves in such a manner that the great Methune Cookman is an example of a trap house, a drug haven, a hall of ignorant education, an education of separatism, which is the norm within the black race in America, the destruction of its own race and people based upon the desire for a dollar and influence. The NAACP has been quite busy, as well as the law fraternity of law enforcement. These are my pet peeves. These are the things that are occurring in society. We see that as today, when this is recorded and aired on Sunday, that today is April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day is primarily set aside for jokes and humor and misleading statements. It is used as a day of jest for the first day of April, which is supposed to be the first day of spring. But the only thing we spring to is economic sadness. As we look at our nation in over 2,000 immigrants break through the border, as over 8,000 illegal aliens of Chinese descent sneaks through our borders, and that is a slight underestimation of those who have crossed the border. They did not recognize that these Orientals, these Asians, these non-Americans, these communists 
Yes, it is true. Those who break through our borders, those who swim across the Rio Grande, those who sneak in in cavities of trucks could be communists, could be those who bring down and buy our government. Joe Biden is fully aware that these individuals are coming across the border. Joe Biden is fully aware that previous Sundays that over 2,000 Hispanic, Colombian, Latino, whatever your choice of word to describe them in a politically correct world, that they have crossed the border that they will put a more extensive strain upon our social services, that they will demand that their children be taught in another language other than English. As a black man in this country, I did not have a choice on what language I was forced to learn. And I should not be forced to pay for others to have their language in this country. Assimilation has always been the mark of the beast of the Afro-American or the awoken black American in today's society. So to continuously, frequently, and without hesitation, Mr. Charlie's stepchildren continue spout fantasies about those who do not want to participate in the American way. They spout fantasies about those who are not willing to pay their price for freedom. They spout fantasy to the tune of six million illegal aliens who have crossed our borders, who have entered into our homes and who threatens our children, their education, their way of life, and even their financial sovereignty of their boards of education. This is not fair. This is un-American. Those who preach the fantasy of equality must really understand that the Blacks and whites in America are dysfunctional. They're cousins who have issues. And these issues should not make them so jaded that they cannot protect their country. I have and previously have made comments in negativity. I have in my past, have served this country honorably as my father, as my grandfather, and served this country not in arms, but serving coffee and cleaning tables and cleaning toilets. But we serve just the same. This country owes a great debt to its people. It does a great debt to its veterans. It grows a great debt to those who have made the great sacrifice for the embedderment of the American way. Today, we broadcast from Cocoa Village, 
a small bastion dating back to the 1800s. Property which were exclusively owned by Black Americans. At that time in history, there was no such creature as an Afro-American. There was no such creature to divide the people as the Afro-American in his establishment in 1984 has divided the Negro race. These Afro-Americans in their pursuit of greatness and first Negroes have lost their way. They do not understand that our country is in trouble. That our country, after 400 years of participation, still have little to nothing to offer us. As we move toward the 2024 election, critical decisions must be made, not only by the Afro-American, but by the Black American on what is the course that we take. Do we open up the dialogue of separatism? Do we speak about the controlling factors of the police unions who are now the new Nazis and the number one drug traffickers in the United States? Do we look at the black politician, the one who was responsible for reparations, but she has completed her mission of blocking the door and now she would like to be mayor of Houston? It says quite a bit about those who live in Texas who would allow an individual after 27 years of service in Congress to not be mayor of Houston to not be allowed to continue on in politics, to look at her and her camaraderie friends in the Negro clan, in the Black Congressional Caucus as worthy individuals to follow conscious advice from this is not the thing to do, to continue on believing in the NAACP after several attempts by Wells Fargo and the city of San Francisco. The NAACP is a carpetbagger. They took money from Wells Fargo with the full knowledge that Wells Fargo had robbed a number of black people who had accounts within their banks, but that's what the NAACP is for. They stand as those who will get the benefits not representing their people. So what we got is over $50 million given to the NAACP for other people's pain. And those people in the generation will never see a dime of it. 
the NAACP is a thieving organization from the West Coast to the East Coast to Texas and all the way to Maine. These are the things we're facing today as black people. Those individual old agencies, organizations are no longer the children of Christ, but the makers of a demonic race, a race that is separating themselves and they call themselves Afro-Americans. The membership of the NAACP is one of elitists, ones who have forgot the struggle nor are unwilling to fight on, but to take bribes to be silent for their efforts. This last few days in America has shown Black America the willingness of Black politicians and the NAACP to ensure their advancement at the cost of the whip upon your back. This is your boy, Mr. Politico. It was supposed to be a conversation with Lance. A meeting of ideas and sharing to the scope of the things that are going on in America. That our country is becoming closer and closer to being bankrupt. That your income tax, if you have filed electronically, like I foretold, will be held up for months and months on end. If you had filed a paper income tax check, excuse me, a paper 1040 form, then it will even take even longer. This country is in trouble. We have individuals poisoning our borders. We have our oldest organizations taking bribes to look the other way in racial slights by banks. We look at the oldest organization in Black America that turned its back and renamed itself Afro-American, the NAACP, chooses to collect money that is given for reparations for its people, but to put it in its pocket and to line Negro colleges and associations with those who deny their race those who have taken the mark of the beast of the Afro-American, those who ignore the lack of progress that they have made in reparation and still feel that they are the most pliable candidate for the mayor of Houston. This woman has disgraced herself on many occasions. She does not care where she disgraced herself, may it be on an airline, may it be taunting one of her ugly children and their nieces on the floor when she should be talking about social change, 
and passing legislation for social change. Miss, and I can't even remember her name. I know for a fact that she is running for mayor, that she is one of the leaders of the Black Congressional Caucus from Texas, that she has done more harm to the advancement of children than any other politician. By using her ties with the Negro Klan, she is promising, just as she walked into that Foulade church, and that's where they do their Negro spirituals at, they go to those uneducated, ignorant Christians who propagate the Black church, not fully understanding that they are no part of the church and that they are worshiping a false idol. She went before the pulpit and she pandered and postured for the vote, knowing full well that she sat in a political seat to further an agenda reparations and did nothing but collect the check but create political power within Texas and betray her people in the struggle and advancement of equality. She is not the only black politician who is guilty of this behavior. This behavior is norm for those who belong to the Black Congressional Caucus. This is normal behavior for those who do not want the American way to go forward. This is your boy, Mr. Political, live streaming from the city of Coco in Coco Village. And we're hoping that on this April Fool's Day, that we may take this and these actions of these politicians, the law fraternity of law enforcement in their pursuit of being the largest drug trafficker within the United States. AP announcement today, once again, that the law fraternity of law enforcement is union is the largest drug trafficker of fentanyl within the United States. You cannot make this up. You cannot make this up. The question is, will anyone ask Joe Biden to pursue the RICO Act and investigation after the union or what they're finally called the law fraternity of law enforcement and its entity, the drug dealer? The largest mover of fentanyl within the United States is being moved through the law fraternity of law enforcement and its union. That AP announced less than 15 hours ago that the president of the police unions of the United States was just arrested for the largest trafficking of fentanyl in the United States and that the president needs to investigate these unions 
and disband these unions. But that's a conversation for people who don't care about America. Because people who care about America is shocked to find out that the law fraternity of law enforcement and its union is the largest trafficker of fentanyl in the United States. This is your boy, Mr. Political, on this Sunday morning in front of the Historical Society of Florida, bringing you the tragic news of the NAACP and its heinous attempt to rob Black America. It's sad. There's very few words to describe what has appeared in our society. But this is your boy, Mr. Political, and I am out.